I am so glad that you are joining Cindy LeFevre Yorks for this episode of His GPS for Your SOS. We pray these encouraging words will enrich and bless your day. Part 5. How Our Light Illuminates a Dark World It's tempting in the world we live in to simply throw up our hands and give up on it. Wars, bombings, natural disasters, mob thefts, murder, rape, rampant immorality, and identity confusion are just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to the decline of our society. I'm just trying to hold on and wait for Jesus to come, you may hear a doomsday person say from time to time. Cultural behaviors are also reflecting a pervading disinterest in the outside world. Young workers accustomed to pajama desk duty are refusing to return to the office. Consumers are having food and other goods delivered so they don't have to leave their nests. Individuals are even leaving church in droves or simply not attending at all, perhaps watching online but not gathering in community with quite the same regularity. Maybe you have identified yourself in one or more of these examples. You may have heard the old adage, if you aren't part of the solution, you are part of the problem. And that's penned by out-of-control Black Panther Eldridge Cleaver. In Mark nine thirty-eight, we read Jesus' words, Whoever is not against us is for us. Indeed, we are somewhat obligated to stand and shine for what's right, rather than give in to apathy or inertia. However, I do believe we are going to have to fight harder and harder against temptation. However, I do believe we are going to have to fight harder and harder against that temptation. In remembering the Good Samaritan in Luke 10, we read as sojourner after sojourner passes by the incapacitated traveler on the road. First, we are told in verse 31, the priest passed by on the other side. Imagine such indifference from a man of God anointed by him to serve his people. Then another man, a Levite, passed on the other side as well. Finally, a Samaritan, reviled by the people inhabiting this area, came upon the half-dead man and had compassion on him. In verse 34, we read how the Samaritan bound up the man's wounds and personally escorted him to an inn and cared for him there. He even went so far as to give the innkeeper money to cover his expenses until he could return to him. Jesus tells his listeners to go and do likewise. In the interest of full disclosure, I want to share an instance when I was tempted to cross to the other side. It was a Sunday morning and I had overslept. I was 60 miles away from church and was scheduled for prayer team duty later that morning. The spirit was willing, but the flesh was weak. Fortunately, that morning spirit did conquer flesh. I was late, but I made it. A family approached me for prayer as I'm on the prayer team. Their 23-year-old severely autistic son had been diagnosed with stage 4 cancer. Many of you know I, too, have a severely autistic child, and he's about the same age. The enemy put a lot in my path that day to thwart that divine appointment, but he did not prevail. How blessed everyone is when we bring the light of God into the darkest of situations, this side of eternity. And when Christians band together to serve their communities, locally and globally, they make an even greater impact on those they serve and often inspire many others. In 1991, a man named John Baker founded a program called Celebrate Recovery. At that time, Baker, a recovered alcoholic, 
developed a curriculum to help individuals to recover from a variety of destructive and dysfunctional habits, hurts, and hang-ups. The Addiction Recovery Program, from a Christian worldview, began at a single church and is now offered in prisons and churches in over 10 countries. It would have been easy for someone like Baker to simply concentrate on himself, but instead he obediently followed the example of Jesus. Lord only knows, literally, how many people have and will continue to be helped by his program, thanks to the light of life he shared that continues to shine in this hopelessly dark part of our communities. Where in your community can you spot some dark corners? Is there a way for you to bring the light of the world into them, to shine some hope on certain situations? Are there other like-minded Christians you can join to help make a difference in a world where light doesn't always freely shine? If none come immediately to mind, ask God to bring them into your life. He promises to illuminate your understanding, too. God says to Jeremiah in chapter 3, verse 3 of his book in the Bible, Call to me, and I will answer you, and show you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Indeed, may it be so in all our lives until he comes again in glory. I'd like now to read an excerpt from my book, The Trap Door. It's the second in my Devotion Trilogy series, and this entrant is called Combating Loneliness, Inclusive Solutions for Ostracized Community Groups. Some of society's biggest problems seem too daunting to undertake. How do you properly and effectively address the loneliness of a prison inmate with a reasonable dose of compassion, yet still protect society? What does social inclusion look like for a homeless person or for the drug abuser on the streets? These are tough questions with no simple answers or cut-and-dried solutions. Many of you reading this struggle with the fact that someone you love fits into one of these categories of marginalized society. While a general attitude of hands-off care exists for these groups, when it comes to people actually willing to roll up their sleeves and get their hands dirty, fewer individuals step to the plate. Probably one of the best examples on how to alleviate the loneliness of this struggling segment of population is to look at the Good Samaritan and what he did and didn't do in Luke 10. What he didn't do Pass by the trouble without reacting. He didn't let the long-standing prejudice of the victim's nationality impair his judgment to help him. He didn't bring him home with him and take him to live with him for the rest of their lives. What he did do was to rescue him from the road, treat and bind up his wounds, take him to an inn, and pay the innkeeper for days in the room while he recuperated. Sometimes we look at problems that seem too large to solve and think it's better to walk away completely rather than to intervene if we can't completely eradicate them. But Jesus himself said in Matthew twenty six eleven that we will always have the poor. This side of eternity, poverty of all kinds, can never be fully eliminated. But that doesn't mean we're free to walk away and wash our hands of any responsibility to our fellow human beings in need. The church life group we attend builds in seasonal visits to feed the homeless in a shelter. We provide a hot meal in the evening and a lunch for the next day. We help sort and distribute used clothing donations. We look them straight in the eye and treat them with dignity and respect that any child of God deserves, whether they belong to Him or not. We don't lecture or pretend that we can solve their long-term problems or invite them to come home and live with us. But we do what we can 
in a safe, organized, and caring environment to love them like Jesus would. Some may read this and wonder what good something like that can really do in the overall scheme of things. In my humanity, I understand their viewpoint and might even share it if it weren't for what God's Word says on the matter. I look at Matthew 25, 35-40 and recall Jesus' words about nourishing, housing, clothing the needy. I look at Matthew 25, 35-40 and recall Jesus' words about nourishing, housing, and clothing the needy. Whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. It may be a drop in the overall bucket and not inclined to erase the problems of the world, yet I'll add my humble drops, knowing he's pleased and glorified. And the keys to kingdom living are, God's people deserve to be loved, cared for, and included. And the doorpost is, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Matthew 25. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of His GPS for Your SOS. Cindy also posts encouragement daily on Instagram. Her blogs can be found on her website, cindyyorks.com. Her entire Door Devotion trilogy is now available on Amazon. Amazon.